What's up, everyone? It is May 22nd, coming to you um, from Salt Lake City, Utah. I'm going to give it a go. Um, this is I'm going to call this uh, JB Solo Pod number two. Um, you know, we've had a little bit of inconsistency, so I wanted to ensure that we continue to push out good content um, on a consistent basis. So hopefully you guys stay in on the, on the ride here. Um, and really two big topics um, that I wanted to, wanted to talk about today. Um, you know, obviously this podcast has been sports, life, and fun. That's been our um, big topics throughout the pod. And we've kind of been all over the place. And I think we kind of like that <laughs> to give you guys all a little insight. You know, everyone always asks us if we do we come up with an agenda. Um, typically, we don't. <laughs> we just kind of... Uh, shoot from the hip really but uh once again two two big topics of failure um that's been kind of a, a reoccurring thing i guess personally in my life uh personally professionally whatever you want to you know call it and then um talk a little bit about my experience with with salt lake city i think it's always a humbling experience to travel um so those those will be the two big topics that we kind of talk about um the first one uh, failure is a part of life. You know, I kind of, I wrote this down thinking that this would be a really good topic to talk about. It, you know, it, it really comes to mind because I think a lot of people go through life just experience, experiencing a ton of fear when it comes to failure. And really the concept of, of failure, you got to fail, right? Um, it, it, it is a part of life. One would say even, uh, once again, this is not my quote, but failure is how you create wisdom, right? We all want to gain wisdom, but we, you know, we're too hard headed to learn from ourselves. Um, but we don't want to fail to be able to learn from those mistakes. So, um, I recently posted some, uh, video on, on Instagram. So I recently went to the gym and man, I was, I was pumped. I was pumped to be there. My body was, I don't know if I won a uh, scale one out of 10, I'd probably give it maybe like a 6.8, not quite a 7, but I felt pretty good. Um, I'd kind of been down and out. Um, I don't know if you can hear, but I've been struggling with a little bit of a sinus infection, I believe, with all the allergies that have existed. I went from Louisiana to, to Chicago. Um, I'll talk about all my running and stuff like that a little bit later, and then Chicago to Salt Lake City. Um, so I've been out for about a week, no exercise, no running no weightlifting. And that's a little bit unusual. Typically I'll do one or the other, but I went to the gym. Let's come back a little bit. I went to the gym and I was had it in my mind, take my pre-workout. I'm going to get some great deadlifts in. I'm going to hit a PR. I literally, I think I spoke it inside of my brain. I'm like, I'm, I'm hitting 435, I think, or maybe 445, excuse me. I think uh, maybe a month or two ago, I hit 435, which is kind of a not a new PR. I've done more than that. But anyways, all the boring short stuff aside, hey, I'm warm up really well. Got to warm up because I have super tight hamstrings. And I start, you know, working up. So for all of you, you know, heavy gym goers out there, you don't just go and put weight on and, and max out, right? You typically have whew, anywhere from six to eight sets that kind of lead up to that max. So working my way up, feel pretty good. Put 405 on there. Um and it totally gets in my head. I try to lift it, I think, twice. Try to pull. I'm doing deadlifts right now. Try to pull it twice. And something just hit me. 
And it's really funny how your mind and body reacts. Um, I was not recording at the time, but I was like, you know, what? I wanted to record something so I could post it on um, social media. So I put the camera on me and just what happened, I ended up lifting the 405, <laughs> do 405 three times. I know I can do it. I've done it before. It just felt heavy. Um, so I'm like, hell yeah, that felt great. Did it three times. The camera was on. Maybe I had a little adrenaline rush. But then after that, <clears throat> I tried to put a 10 on each side, which is 425. And once again, gets in my head. I cannot budget anything. If you go to my Instagram, you'll be able to see I, I posted the, the failure attempts on there. Um, but it kind of led me down this rabbit hole. And I'm trying to find audio to put up to the reel on Instagram. And I come across a... Um, a reel with mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market so the actor's name is denzel washington he speaks about attitude of gratitude and it really just kind of hit home and i was like this is perfect to, to lay across this and whenever uh, that that quote attitude of gratitude it's the idea of having this attitude of just being thankful and appreciative of of what we have and not getting too deep into beating ourselves up. Uh, I would say many of us, and we can all probably relate to this, but I know for sure I am my own worst critic. And I think overall, when you're your own worst critic, you just beat yourself up over it. And I think I worked out for about an hour and a half or probably about 30 of those, you know, 90 minutes. I just walked around the gym and, and just disappointed in myself. But then when I think back, I think back of that conversation that that myself, Coral, and Jessica had, I think it was a couple podcasts ago, about like what exactly exhibits, like what do, what do I want to exhibit as, I guess you can say a prof, uh, fitness professional, right? So someone that does health and fitness for, for a profession. And I always, always had this concern that if it's not perfect, then a lot of people won't want to, I guess, follow the lead. And, and that's true because that that's what motivates people, right? We all have this end result that we want to get to, but we're not willing to do the sacrifices or, you know, the, the ups and downs, the, you know, um, valleys and, and, and mountains that we kind of have to go through to, to experience that. Right. And so it really hit home to me. And when I came back, once I was done with the workout, I was like, man, this is a great life lesson for me to remember. And I just want to share it a little bit. The idea of nothing is ever perfect, right? The pursuit of perfection is actually excellence. So you'll never be able to be perfect and that should never even be the goal, but we should be excellent at what we do. And so um, there's a really great, really great quote that you got to, um, if you don't, if you don't have a bad day here and there, you don't know what the good days feel like. And I think that, that just, really, really hits home for me because you got to have a bad workout. You got to have a bad day because when you have that good day, you know, it's a good day and it's all about progression, right? Not perfection. Really. I think when you think about outside of working out, when you think about life in general, 
man, I'm sure we can all think back and, and relate to that to where we've all failed in some form or fashion. You know, when, <clears throat> when I think about failure, man, uh, it, it's been so many, I, you know, obviously if you guys listen to my, my first little pod, you know, I've talked about, you know, the divorce between Peyton and I, and obviously that's a huge failure in my mind, you know, and I'm sure in her mind too, it, it, in, in any relationship, whether it's a breakup or a divorce, man, that's tough. That's tough to go through thinking about other people's perspectives about you, whether you guys want to admit it or not, we all care about what other people think. <laughs> it just depends on how much we care. And then it, it's, and then also the emotional toll on it. So I think they, those kind of go hand in hand, but in my mind, it's not about the failure. It's about what you learn from it. Most people's mistake in failure is that they don't look at the bright side. The very practical example, me failing in, um, the deadlifts, I think about, man, what could I have done a little bit better? You know, obviously my body was a little bit tired. So if I really want to hit a PR, do I really want to be at a 6.8 or do I want to be at a eight or a nine? Um, did I warm up well enough? You know, did I, did I time my sets up properly? You know? And so when you think about that, you, you, you want to relate that to real life, you know? So the perfect example that I can probably tell you guys from personal experience is, you know, Carl and Tyler mess with me all the time about having a bunch of gyms. You know, Bobby and I own, at this time, uh, nine gyms. But what a lot of you guys don't don't know is the previous experiences, right? I was a regional manager, and we went from, you know, two two gyms, which was Lafayette and Franklin, to four gyms, Abbeville Maurice. And then we went to a fifth gym. That fifth gym was, I think, in 2012, if I'm not mistaken, or around that time. Um, and that was North Baton Rouge. Um, man, that I, I still get some goose. I think I got goosebumps right now. Just thinking about, about that gym. A lot of people don't know, but we lasted about almost three years and we ended up deciding to close that gym. And I had never felt such a sense of failure. Um, we had such high hopes for the gym, you know, I won't go into detail with it, but you know, we ended up having to close it and it's great you know, on social media, you probably only see the gray stuff, ribbon cuttings and this gym or that, you know, but one thing that I'm, I'm sure Bobby could even attest to that, man, we learned so much from that situation, right? Either putting ourselves in a bad position, hiring, hiring the wrong person, hiring too soon, not budgeting enough. I mean, that we can go on and on, but I, I would definitely say that ever since we closed that gym, We've only been more successful, right? I'm not saying that we had to go through that to be successful, but I would definitely say that helped us along as much as much of a, a emotional financial toll that that was, you know. And, and not many people understand the details of closing a business. Some of you do, but you know, really, in my mind, we we learned a ton that you have to make progressions, you have to make strides, and I think that that's one of the huge things. So, you know. It, all you guys hear is the the hunky dory stuff, but just understand that if you're if you're experiencing something in your life right now that's a huge failure, um, you will be able to push through that. I think as long as you try to see the good in it, right? Uh, think about a breakup, a divorce. You know, in, in my personal experience, it's it's only making me better. So for my next relationship, for my next, you know, uh, girlfriend, engagement, marriage. I'm, I'm going to be a better man. Right. And I think that's, that's the key to this whole thing is what can you, what can you pick apart to be able to develop that? So, 
you know, look, February is a part of life. If I close up kind of this section of it, 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 it's just guys get used to it. We are going to consistently fail on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly basis. Enjoy the good days, weeks, months, years. Um, and just remember without the bad ones, we never know how the good ones truly, truly feel. You know, speaking of failures, you know, I, I think I had mentioned before that I'd been feeling a little bit under the weather and, and my lungs were on fire at one point. We've been doing this 100 miles in May for probably the past like three years. I um, started with the whole COVID times and then um, I definitely did not complete it that first year. 100 miles in May is typically three point, you know, a 5K a day, essentially, right? If there's 31 days in May, it's about three miles a day. And you know, it's fine. Three miles, not that bad, right? Until you fall behind. <laughs> so at this point, I believe today's the 22nd. I believe I have 5.7 miles per day since I've been a little bit behind. I'm not even at 50 or I'm right under 50. Really, it's it's my own fault, right? I didn't plan properly. I didn't do strategize properly. I think one of the biggest things with something like this is that if you fall behind, it's really, really, really hard to, to catch up. So, but shout out to all those people um, who are in it, you know, we have some, some of our team members that work within the anytime fitness gyms. And then we have just some, some friends that are in there. So big shout out to Clayton Williamson. Uh, him and I have been trying to hold each other accountable and shooting each other text messages, maybe talking a little bit smack here and there about, about get your butt up and go run. He sent me a text, I think on Friday evening or Saturday, I don't know, one of those days he was like, Hey man, 5.7 miles a day. You got this, you know? And so, um, you know, we, it's great to have somebody uh, helping you out. But one thing I want to reference is I was listening to um, one of the, it was just a little snippet. If you guys know Theo Vaughn, he's, he's from, he's a comedian, has his own podcast. I can't think of the name of the podcast, but he's from Covington, Louisiana. So he's a former, he's a Cajun, right? That, that, that's made it pretty big, but he went on a little bit of a rant of like, he'll go running every once in a while and running just sucks. Right. And so any little help that you get from running, can, can benefit you. And the thing that really drives them crazy is um, people who you pass by when you're running and they don't wave at you. And man, I, I laughed at that so much because I can relate with that. And ever since I, I think I listened to that like three days ago and I've been running a lot more because I'm feeling a lot better. I run, I wave at every single person I, I see. Big old smile on my face. Uh, wave at them and just say, Hey man, I'm with you. Hey, you know, Hey lady, I'm with you. I'm suffering right along with, you know, with you right in there. So if you get a chance to check out his podcast, he's absolutely hilarious. Um, so much more funnier than, than any of us are. Um, so check that out. And if you're running by somebody, be sure to wave at them. If not, let's just say you're a dick. <laughs> so why are we doing hundred miles a May? It, it was a great challenge during COVID kind of kept everybody engaged, kind of kept communication. And it was something to kind of get our mind off the craziness. But another reason kind of selfishly that, that I did it was, um, uh, myself, uh, Bobby, um, his brother, Dave, and then his, uh, brother-in-law, um, Daniel, we're all prepping for the Chicago 13.1. It's a half marathon in Chicago for June 5th. And guys, I am not ready for this whatsoever. I'm going to get my butt handed to me, um, but I'm still looking forward to it um, overall. You know, we kind of set this challenge to to really kind of get us motivated again. Not that we weren't motivated in our health and fitness journey, but every once in a while you need a little, you know, adrenaline boost. And I think a lot of people don't realize that is that no matter if you see someone on Instagram or this website, 
professional bodybuilder, not everybody is motivated every single day. So sometimes having an outside stimulus or something at risk or, you know, you know, you have to perform at this certain date. Normally that will help. You know, you have little checkpoints for the for the overall goal. Um, and the overall goal for me has always been just being the, the best shape that I possibly can be. So um, say a prayer for me. <laughs> June 5th coming up. Um, you know, and, and we talk about like failure. One of the things that I've been really, really personally working on is just mental health and then also mental uh, mental strength. Um, I think these days we have it too easy, right? Especially millennials or whatever the heck's after millennials. I'm a millennial myself. Uh, we just have it too easy, man. We can go to fast food, pick something up, boom, boom, and it's easy. You know, food is readily, readily available. Typically, not that many people are you know, itching to get, I don't know, just, we just have it good, right? How else can I say that? We have it really, really good. And so I hate running. Don't like it. Maybe I liked it when I was in junior high. For some reason, I remember that. I was actually decent at it. Um, I don't hate it. I, excuse me. I don't love it. I actually, I could probably say the word hate it. But one of the things that, why I, I continue to do it is because um, I don't like it. And I think, I think that's, that's, that's valuable. I think that's special. It, it can create a mental uh, toughness. Think about, um, you know, working out, flexing a muscle. The reason why you do that, the reason why you work out with weights is because it's a stimulus your, your muscles never had. And so it typically adapts to that and that weight gets a little bit easier over time. Well, I think, I think of the like mentality or your brain kind of the same way. If you don't, if you don't read or taking taking uh, audiobooks or whatever it is. If you don't take in educational information, it can really, your brain can go numb if you just watch Netflix all day, which a lot of us do. So go back on that. Um, your brain won't flex. And I think mental toughness is really the same thing. If you don't practice mental toughness, if you don't do things that are difficult, if you're not putting yourself through a certain amount of stress, you know, on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly, there's my, you, you'll get weak. You'll mentally get weak, right? And, not that there's anything wrong with that, but I think we should be just as proactive as possible to live the best life that we possibly can. So the reason why I run is because I don't like it. It hurts. When I'm in the middle of a run, I have to listen to music. Um, if not, I get in my own head and I want to stop. And if you've been on a run and you've stopped before, it's really hard to, to start back again. So there's certain there's a certain level of pain that you can go through um, and still learn a lot from it and be better from it. So um, running is a little bit sadistic. I don't know if that's the right word for it, but I think it's good for me because it kind of sharpens that mental toughness and makes my, you know, whether it's a work week or whatever I'm going through personally, a little bit easier to deal with because I know I can do hard shit. And I think that's really important. If you don't know you can do hard shit, prove it to yourself, right? In whatever way you feel like in whatever way you feel like you, you can. So once again, guys, say a prayer for me. Um, it, it's coming up. I'll be ready for it. I'll knock it out. I, I have confidence in that. I don't think it's going to be easy. I don't think it's going to be fun, but um, hopefully I'll have some great memories along the way. Um, it, the, the process is what I've been focusing on more than the end result. So what can I learn from getting sick? What can I learn from having to now run almost six miles every single day? There's something there that, that kind of goes into into per perspective from that right so if you guys don't mind me transitioning you know i've been traveling a good bit in the past two weeks if i'm saying and so um i've lived in salt lake city for almost three years and then man i just absolutely love 
visiting here. Um, Salt Lake City to me, and I haven't traveled that much in terms of different locations, but Salt Lake City is a very special. I'm sure there's some some nostalgia here just from some awesome memories that I've been able to make. But it is a different city. You know, obviously, you guys know the LDS religion is based or the epicenter of it is here. So obviously, that, that kind of has a little bit of diversity there where a lot different. South Louisiana, if you're if you're from there or listening from there, um, we know we're a bunch of Catholics, Baptists, non-denominationals. So, you know, just have an opportunity to learn a different religion and, and just the people are typically really, really nice and sweet, genuine and very caring. Um, one of the big things that, you know, outside of maybe the cultural aspect of it is you're literally in a valley, right? And what makes a valley is you have mountains around you. So right now that the, I'm staying at an Airbnb in someone's basement and I am, my favorite hike is called Bells Canyon. Um, just went on the hike this evening and um, it's eight minutes away, right? Favorite hike. It is probably about three, four miles there and back. You have a pretty big elevation change. I think it's around 1200 feet, 1500 feet elevation change. So probably started around 4,500 and at 65, 7,000. The end is a waterfall, number one, and number two, a lookout over south of the valley. It is breathtaking. Um, so there's not many places in the United States where you are in driving distance to mountains. You know, a lot of people talk about loving Denver, Colorado. No offense to them. I've actually personally never been. I've only flown into there and flown out, just connecting flight. But I believe the mountains are maybe an hour or a couple hours away. So, um, you know, Salt Lake City, there's four major ski resorts. If you don't count Park City, and they are literally 30 minutes or less away from if you're staying on kind of the outskirts of of the valley in Salt Lake. So just different place. If you guys get a chance to to come and visit, I would highly recommend. Reach out to me. I'd, I'd love to recommend some some spots for you. But you know, speaking of hiking, wow. You know, if you guys have never went on a tough hike, you know, I can relate this back to running. You know, there, there's a part in this Bells Canyon hike where it sucks, man. It is like stairs. And it's not normal stairs. These, these are stairs that <laughs> that are not necessarily perfectly structured and flat. It's big rocks or big boulders, right? So if you don't watch your step, if you don't exert a little extra energy, you will not make that rock. You will not make that step. So right before you get to the, to the waterfall, this is lower falls, by the way, if all those Salt Lake City veterans here, um, Bells Canyon, Lower Falls, right before you get, there's probably a stint of, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes where you're not going straight up, but it's a pretty dang big incline and it will get the best out of you. Um, it's tough. It's a struggle, but man, that end result when you get to that waterfall is absolutely breathtaking. I've had some of the best conversations with other people on hikes like this. Now, uh, so I've been on, on this hike with several different people. I've been on this hike by myself. Obviously, if I'm by myself, it's a little bit more. I'll maybe put some music on or whatnot, but super tranquil. You really just get to be in your thoughts and in your feels. And uh, if you haven't been on a difficult hike, please do it. Find a spot. If you're struggling with anything, it'll be very, very eye-opening to you. Um, there's a sense of tranquility. You'll probably you'll be exhausted at the end of it as long as it's a difficult hike. And I think that's very, very gratifying for me. So if you guys get to get a chance to do it, being on a mountain makes you really feel how small you really are, or this is going to sound bad, but like how little the world cares about us as an individual. There's nothing like if, 
I fall off this cliff, I'm going to die, <laughs> right? Like there's no chance for me. Um, there's something about that that is just humbling. And this is going all the way back to the attitude of gratitude. You develop such a sense of gratitude and accomplishment once you get to that 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 waterfall and overview. That man, it is it is life altering, life changing. And and I'm, I may be being a little bit dramatic because you kind of have to be in that headspace to let it affect you in that way. But um, highly recommend it, guys. You you gotta you gotta do it. You gotta be open to it and uh, just go enjoy the process, suffer a little bit and you're going to kill it. So I, I'd mentioned earlier that I'm in an Airbnb. I've traveled a good bit to our different gym locations and I've stayed at a, a good bit of Airbnbs. You know, one of the funny things is uh, normally the cheapest private room, I guess you can say, or private just air, living area is people's basements. And, you know, in Salt Lake City, pretty much everybody has a basement. And this is the first Airbnb that I've stayed at that I've actually had some interaction with the with the host, and uh, their their names are Dennis and uh, Gigi, and they are the the nicest people in in the world. And I think they're they're like happy that I'm staying here. And uh, we've had a couple like legit conversations. They've been able to recommend some some other hikes that maybe I haven't been before. But um, when I think about Airbnb, I just normally think about hey, it's convenient, it's cheaper than a hotel, so cool. And this is kind of like my Maybe not, maybe not my first experience, but it kind of hit, hit me today when I was thinking about, man, this is what Airbnb is about. It's like random people. I'm a random dude um, doing business in Salt Lake City and they're hosting me and they're very happy to help me uh, uh, host me. And we just were able to come chit chat and learn a little bit about one another. Um, uh, this guy, Dennis, owns his own um, sprinkling sprinkling company. Um, and then the other businesses there, there are Gigi's business is they're doing soaps and specialty soaps. Um, um, so it was really cool, like great conversation, 20, 30 minutes all together, two different experiences with them. But guys, if you get a chance and you're open to it, um, try to get to know your host a little bit. I think that that's really, 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 really fun, fun thing to do. Last two things I have on the agenda. Um, just a shout out to the uh, Chamber of, of Commerce for City of Youngsville. Uh, we will be participating. Drunk on a Bucket will have a team for the Guns and Hoses Volleyball Tournament. It's coming up this Friday. This is going to be May 27th. It is sixes, so not as pumped up about it, as you guys know. I'm a little bougie towards uh, quads. Not good enough to play doubles, but do love my quads. Um, but just excited to to get together with with some, you know, Carl. I think Carl's going to be there. Tyler's going to be out of town, so he won't be able to make it. But just get together and uh, things from six to nine. Have a couple of drinks. Hopefully, bring bring the championship home. Show these people what's up. And so, shout out to them. Really looking forward to that and and getting back to it. The last thing that I have is a big topic and um, is going to be something that me, Tyler, and Carl have talked about quite a bit. And it's uh, rebranding the pot, right? Oof, man, that's a tough thing for me. You know, um, we've, we've been having some really great conversations. You know, we've, it'll, uh, we're coming up upon a year of doing the podcast, right? So I love the, the nostalgia of Drunk in a Bucket because of Carl's story. If you haven't listened to episode 1.2, um, so you can get a little bit more insight of what Drunk in a Bucket is. But one of the things that, it, that we know for a fact, uh, we've, going up and you know all around with this we're trying to simmer down a little bit the the drunkenness talk and all the drinking we're still going to drink and enjoy ourselves that's a part of what we do in the banter back and forth 
but the word drunk on a bucket, right? The word drunk is just really negative for a lot of people. And so it's something that we, you know, we, we want to be able to um, relate to not everyone, but we want to be able to relate to more people. And one thing we don't want to, to happen is that a guest not want to come on because of may, how that may impact someone. So, you know, we're, we're thinking about rebranding the podcast overall. So we'd love to get y'all insight. Let us know what y'all think. Um, do you think we're crazy for wanting to re- rebrand or do you think it would be a good idea? You know, I think this has definitely been a passion project for all three of us. We've uh, we've dedicated a lot of time, energy and effort. Shout out to Tyler and Carl. Obviously, they have a lot going on. They have wives and families. And so they definitely have to sacrifice a lot to to be away for an hour or two. Um, used to be more when we were going to corner bar and drinking a good bit. But we, we think it's going to be a really, really great positive step. It'll kind of open up in our mind different avenues um, to where we can still enjoy enjoy ourselves, have fun, have a couple of drinks, um, have our banter back and forth. But at the end of the day, we'll be able to be, you know, a step up in terms of professionalism, um, you know, overall. So we'd love to get your feedback. Um, obviously, we appreciate every single one of you who listen and just excited for the future and excited what, what the future kind of holds for us. So, um Hey, just want to close it out so I don't go on on a big tangent for forever. Appreciate you guys listening once again. This has been uh, May 22nd. This will either be episode 42.2 or 43. So thank you guys for listening once again. Appreciate all the love and support. Uh, Follow us on IG right now. It is Drunk on a Bucket. And then uh, make sure to spread the word. Send, Send this to somebody. Help us out. And let's go.